Hello and welcome Woo. to episode six of Rules for Life. We're here. We're back again. <laughs> number six is my favourite number. Is it? It sure is. Well, not 666, just the number six. She's secretly a third of the devil. Yes. I just have always liked the number six. I had my best birthday when I was six. Wow. It's really stuck Was it in a me. McDonald's or something? Uh, it was mine was. TGI Fridays. Oh, yes. I always make the mistake and call it TFI Fridays. No. no that's rude. That is rude. And it was a TV show with Chris Evans. <laughs> also my favourite TV show. Weird. Weird. Anyway, um, yes. uh, this, <laughs> this week we uh, chat to Nicola Wren we about do. her rules. We love Nicola. She's a very talented actress, a very talented writer and She's performer. She's brilliant. And um, she was jolly fun to have a chat to. Wasn't she just? She was. She was a ray of sunshine she on a dark day. And in our darkened office that we've moodlit without the <laughs> bright <laughs> white lighting, lighting on. Yeah. Um, so we yeah. We didn't need it on. We didn't because she shone. Nicola was here. Out of her face, she shone. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy. Yeah, so do I. On a separate note. <laughs> uh, Bye. Yes, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Nicola, mm. welcome. Thank you. To Rules for Life with Beth and Helen. Hello. Helen, Helen and Beth. Either way. Either either or. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us have in the you. room with you. Yes. Thank <laughs> you so much. Um, have you been thinking about your rules for life long and hard? I've been thinking about them since I was born. <laughs> Gotta get it in. So I have. I've written down, I wrote some down the other day and I thought maybe they were all a bit serious. So yeah. now I've mixed it up. Mm, okay. I think when we did ours, I struggled to do serious ones. You did. What was your top one? My the, the, my first one that I went with was um, waffles never taste as good as they smell. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. They're always I a bit know. dry. They are a bit dry, and all, it's like they pump out the nice smell. And then when you eat them, they don't smell like that, like Subway mm. and Pizza Hut. You know how they have like a smell. Fake smell. Yeah. yeah. Except and Marks in Belgium. And oh, sorry. No. And Spencer's do as well. They have a smell. Yeah, they pump out bakery smell. I think. <gasps> I think all of them do. Sainsbury's, Marks and Sparks. Outrageous. That's us never getting a sponsorship <laughs> yeah. from M&S. Which I would Sorry. Love. <laughs> Delicious, crusty bread. Yeah. So, yeah, most of mine were not serious. And then I I pumped a couple of serious ones in. Took us by surprise. Whoop. Yeah, really. Slipped a... a couple of big ones in there. <laughs> okay, so most of... Well, so you found a lot of serious ones. No, they're not that serious. They're just maybe like actual bigger rules for life rather than like small things but i also have some small ones that's fine we'll mix it up everyone loves a small one (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's not about the size that matters what you do with it exactly like the rule change your life yeah nicola (laughs) yes just you and us here tell us your first rule okay my first rule i got from pinterest quite a few years ago which is why it does sound like a sort of wanky quote that you would find on a fridge magnet but it is decide that you want something more than you're afraid of it so for example in work or writing or acting which is the things I do um sometimes it feels like you don't want to make a new show because you're afraid of what people will think or what people will say but then you have to think well I also 
really, really, really want to have a career. So that means <laughs> I need to do something that scares me. Yeah, I just want some money, so I will do scary things for it. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want something, yeah, if you want something bad enough, just you gotta. Sometimes you gotta do things that are a bit scary. Mm. That you don't want to do. Do you think the more that you do things that scare you or that you get overwhelmed by, that it helps you to crack that barrier? As in going, if you decide that you want something more than you're scared of it, sometimes I get too scared of things to do them and I just go, oh, it's easier not to do it. Mm. But once you have done it, once you've cracked it and gone, I do want that more than I'm scared of it, it Mm. makes it easier. Yeah, I think it's always, I've never regretted doing something that I've been scared of doing. Except actually modeling at a life drawing class oh yeah <laughs> in, in the nudie pants in the nudie pants Who and then me? um well this, this is why because normally when i do things that scare me they i really get something out of it and i'm like yeah great that was really brilliant this time i was just like oh, that's annoying because what happened was i went to i wanted to like get really cool with my body and be like yeah i love myself and um i'm never gonna you know fat shame myself again or whatever so and i was like best sweet hot pics out of it hopefully if you can really not them. really yeah. really not but the first time i did no, it but the drawings hopefully oh. you can buy them off people and like have them around your house and be like yeah that's me, it's me about <laughs> um, my friend has done that who has but she has a more uh beautiful body than i do and also the drawings no she doesn't all Lies. bodies are equal the draw thank you we're the... sponsored by all bodies <laughs> <laughs> um but the problem is i model for like amateur classes so the drawings are not good um and they're in, so they're interpretive so they they draw what they <laughs> what they think they see some of sometimes you came out with three legs sometimes four sometimes, and so often a really That's big up. nose and you were like no oh. those are my arms not my second pair of legs <laughs> but the worst the first time i did it um i was standing there naked and i was like cool cool i'm gonna be cool my body and this girl just goes oh my god she's got really saggy boobs what <laughs> and, then, and I just like panicked and looked at her and she was like oh my god no no I'm talking about my drawing I'm so sorry and I get what she's talking okay. about her you in her picture has saggy boots yeah exactly and so after that I was just like I don't know if I can do this again but then I needed some money so I did it again and <laughs> at the second one I, lo- I turned and I saw this beautiful blonde girl sitting in the crowd and I realized it was my current boyfriend's ex-girlfriend <gasps> no <laughs> who he had told me was a glamour model and i was like oh, for fuck's sake oh God. um and so i ended up like being like oh god i don't want her to think that i'm being really arrogant here so i'm gonna do a really like i'm gonna do a really brave pose <laughs> and i ended up doing the most unattractive like <laughs> mental pose and the girl was like the girl who was running it was like oh yeah let's do that for 10 minutes no. And then so I stood with my ass in the air for ten minutes in front of my boyfriend's ex girlfriend. Love, lovely. And so now I won't do that again. That's that was sure. a massive tangent. That's no, but I'm sure you know how like sometimes if you're like you can become obsessed with boyfriends, ex girlfriends on Instagram and stuff. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I would really enjoy if she just had the picture that she'd drawn of you up on her wall or she just <laughs> looks at it all the time. I didn't mean like, God, she's got a good ass. <laughs> God, I wish I was like her inspo. <laughs> <laughs> I did not look at her image. I thought maybe it would be uh, a bit much. It's just got crosses through the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Die bitch Horns. across the top of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that's the only time that my, my motto of decide that you want something more than you're afraid of it hasn't But you worked. didn't want it enough. So I didn't want it, it enough. Maybe I already did but love you, my body. But you also did it 
as yeah. in you you can never be ashamed or not upset with yourself but as in you regret did, you did can't regret that. trying i would go that's another a very interesting story to tell you've got a very funny story out of that, that well that's true exactly anecdote and everyone knows that's the only thing we live for it's funny stories <laughs> to paddle for money <laughs> that's all <On> podcasts <laughs> just bits like five minute bits about yeah <laughs> life just to classes. put that into a live show i've um, never done a live drawing class and no, like i, I said haven't. very rarely do things that scare me mm. Well, you should start. Yeah, I'm going to implement that. What are you that. scared of? Uh, I don't know. Fish. I'm really scared of fish. Absolutely. Live fish or eating fish? All fish. All fish. Just fish in general. The idea of a fish touching me is my worst nightmare from hell. Being in the sea and the idea of a fish swimming past my leg and touching me. <laughs> stuff of nightmares. Really? Hate it. Mm. I can eat them. Because they're dead. But I also, yeah, as a child, I don't think this is what it comes from. But we, I was in... Maine with my family I was like three mm. and it was back in the barbaric times where you picked a lob a live lobster to mm. cook and eat oh wait we still do that <laughs> um and we were looking at them and my dad was like I'm gonna we're gonna eat that I'm gonna have that for dinner and I didn't really understand because I was only three and I cried and cried and cried when they brought the lobster to the table because I thought the lobster was gonna eat my dad spoiler alert <laughs> oh, it not it I thought you shed. were crying because you yeah. were worried about the lobster no no this was the 90s <laughs> <laughs> no one cared about animal rights then no I was just really worried the lobster was going to eat my dad because I'd seen them in the tank like all fighting with each other and then right. suddenly it was on a plate in front of my dad not moving but I thought it was just waiting for the right moment yeah, to attack yeah, yeah. and I was in hysterics Aww. so I wonder if that's a link to fish but being scared of fish <laughs> I don't really, think do I can't. I can't decide. No. I want a fish more than I'm scared of it <laughs> because I don't want a fish. Yeah, but if you had like a dream to go to the coral reef, yes, then you would get over it. Hopefully, for oh, you. Yeah, yeah I would. I'd do no. that. I think it, my fears come up in weird ways. Like I went paragliding this summer mm. and literally didn't give a shit. Like ran off a cliff, had a lovely time. But then the the thought process leading up to it was scary. When you're uh, thinking about what you're scared of for the for a show or something do you try and work out what it is you're afraid of and then like or do you just literally go fuck yeah. it I'm gonna do it well like with my the one I'm writing at the moment I that's what I started with I was like what am I the most afraid to say about myself and then I was like cool I'm gonna make a whole show that leads up to me saying those things and hopefully it will pay off but yeah. it could also be a terrible show <laughs> no it's gonna be really good it's gonna um, be five stars five stars i'm giving in... it five stars already thank you getting in there early yeah um <laughs> yeah i think because i think uh that's what's interesting is when people are on stage saying something that like they're not super comfortable saying yes because that's where the good Honest. stuff comes from yeah yeah exactly I, I think that is a a very good rule, which everyone should try and implement in this room <laughs> and in the wider in, in world. The world. Do you have one, Helen? A what? A fear that would stop you or an example of something that you had to overcome a fear in order to achieve what you really wanted to achieve? Um, I think every time I've tried something new, I've had that fear. Yeah. Like, because it's imposter syndrome, isn't it? Mm. like producing a feature quite young and as a woman everyone's like but producers look like Harvey Weinstein mm. <laughs> and you're like no they don't and and then trying to start writing because you don't know whether it's any good or whether anybody likes it 
but then I, I got to a point with writing where I was like, well, I don't care. If if it's rubbish, it's rubbish, but I'm going to give yeah. it a go. Yeah, and the only way to actually get better at writing is to write. Yeah. Mm. And the only way to get better at performing is to perform. So it's like... Yeah. I know so many people talk about writing stuff, and then you're like, but you have to actually do it. Yes. And then it might be rubbish, like my first show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's not rubbish. It, was, it wasn't rubbish, but it was, in, in retrospect, it was rubbish. Um but then you you have to go through those things. But I'm so glad I did it. I think for performing especially, that must be like, that's like proper nerves. Because writing, it's, or anything where it's a sort of delayed process and it's not a physical live thing. Mm. There's a, they're a sort of different kind of fear, aren't they? Yeah. I, Whereas well, literally physically standing on a stage and judging people's reaction, like that would terrify me. Well, the only thing I've really ever written, I've also performed. Yeah, so, so that's your... It's like a double yeah. hit. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> of adrenaline. Yeah. I did, I tried stand-up mm. a few years ago. I did like a stand-up competition and that was a big thing. Like how, how I get over my fear of doing things is mm. just to book them very far in advance <laughs> <laughs> and trick myself into doing them. So I did, when I did an Edinburgh show, I think the year I left university, it was just booked so far in advance that I was like, well, it'll happen at some point and I'm just not going to think about it till it happens and I'll trick myself. That is mm. how I do it. I, I, I kind of do the opposite, which is that I book it for like two months. Okay. So I'll be like, I'm going to do a show and I'm going to do it in two months' time okay. and then I have to do it. Scary. It's yeah. making me scared even though just, <laughs> just looking at the like oh, wildness God. in my eyes as I'm like, make a deadline. But I think I think basically having a deadline is a brilliant thing. Yes. Even if it's three years in advance. Mm. And well, it's never three years in advance, but it's like a sort of thing I just it's not really too ha- real. Yeah, I have to mm. trick myself. And with stand up I remember getting to this competition and it was like there were was different heats and this was the first one and I went with my friend James who signed up to it after me and we went together and we were like oh it's fine we were number like 48 49 on the list um and then they were like okay this is the order you're gonna go in there's six of you here they went number one beth rylance and i was like no no and it was the first time ever 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 that i'd ever attempted stand up and we were supposed to do a 90 second set that was all you had on stage 90 seconds because it's supposed to be like a a tryout whether they want you to go through to the next round and I, I did 90 seconds on how I was addicted to the Daily Mail showbiz online. Did you how get did through? it go? No, I didn't. We walked out. <laughs> we left. Was it the um, left my friend James did it. And then the, the woman organising the competition is very strange a woman. And it was very intense. So they like, locked the doors, wouldn't let you leave. And huh? Yeah, it was very strange. So okay. we like left. And when we left the room, they were like, what's your name? because I went I've got to go and they were like what's your name and I went Beth Rylance and I was like I'm not there taking me off the list because I left the room wow and sounds quite intense yeah, it is very did you do it again uh, I did it again but not in a competition yeah. at my friend's open mic night which was again very scary but really brilliant it was all women on it was my friend Tessa's comedy new material night and afterwards all the other female comics who'd done it were like was that really your first time trying stand-up and I was like yeah it was actually and they went I know this is not the feedback that we should be giving when we've just done an all-female lineup but you looked so pretty (laughs) (laughs) and then I've never done it again so I think maybe maybe this year's maybe yeah yeah. I think it might be 2019 is the year of Stand up, doing stand up <laughs> and touching fish. Can't wait. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, what is your 
second rule for life. That's second rule one. for life is if there's an empty dance floor, just get on it. I like that. Um, <laughs> I It's like one of my favourite things to do is to go to a bar, usually like not a great bar because you don't want it to be too crowded because I like space to roam <laughs> and just express myself because I've quite long limbs. <laughs> but basically one of my favourite things to do, you go to the club, no one's dancing, so I start dancing like I really don't care what anyone thinks. You know, it's not good dancing. It's really bad. And fun. then I love to just watch other people at the side be like, Oh, she's having fun. <laughs> and then they join me. And then I just sort of, as the dance floor fills up, I just step back and I just look at what I've created. That is magic. That is magic. And everyone's dancing. And I'm like, I started this. Well done. And well I done. do it all the time. Do you just tour around uh, sort of pub Yeah, basically and be like 6 p.m i'm gonna go in there and really get this place popping and then move on to the next where the spoon's down the road i think i was put on this earth to help people release their inhibitions and if it means i have to look like a dick for about five minutes then i don't mind because then everyone's having a good time this is a service you should charge for frankly Mm. i think rowan's in finsbury park should hire me because i've done it there three times in the last six months <laughs> to be fair i don't think rowan's needs any help to get <laughs> you say that i but say early that in the every evening. time you've been nicola started it yeah nicola i mean so. i normally don't get on the dance floor till about 12 yeah this is it see i'm in i'm in at 10 okay. <laughs> and and even though there's not that many people there <laughs> that's what when you start your shift it. 10 p.m. <laughs> p.m shift shift starts 10 i'll be there for half an hour and then i'm moving on <laughs> yeah i've got to go there's- i also think like you said if people like how you go people are looking at you thinking oh god she's a bit of a dick why is she dancing on her own i think I don't think anyone would ever think that as long as you do something with confidence. Yeah, exactly. I think people are just... And everyone will be like, look at her. Good for her. I always say, because then when I get my friends to do it as well, because I've done it at like, especially the best time to do it is actually at a really wanky party where it's like... that's my favourite time to go up and make, like, act like an absolute Mm -hmm. dick. It's (laughs) so much fun. I think it's more fun the less that you like the people that you're surrounded by. Yeah, you don't yeah, care. That you don't care. you don't care and you go mad. I've done this several times at clubs and it's my favourite thing to do in the whole world. Yeah, it's brilliant. And then what I'll do is just like, I'll have my friend with me and then, you know, a friend. I don't just have one. Um, <laughs> my my only friend. friend. My poor only friend that just has to come with me to every time I work the clubs. Um, <laughs> but basically, like, I'll grab them and they're like, oh, come on. And I'm like, don't worry. Everyone's just looking at us thinking, like, those girls are having so much fun. And I wish I was having that much fun. Yeah. Look how fun we are. And I wish they were my one friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to reconsider my one friend. It's a one in one out policy. Does this count at like family weddings and family events as well? Yeah, Would 100%. you be the first person That's a key up place. on the dance floor? Yeah, 100%. See, I'm very nervous and shy with my family. Not mm. as in within the dancing department. My grandma is always like, get up there, go and dance let's put ymca i have a video of her doing ymca that was the song she requested at my auntie's wedding we were all allowed one song and she asked for ymca (laughs) she wasted it Uh, and we all did it together it was absolutely wonderful but as in like it takes me a while to get warmed Mm. up dancing at family parties because i just feel too self-conscious interesting you know slut dropping at a family party is so much frowned upon and that's really my style of dancing yeah my see i can't slut drop to save my life because my knees just get really sore (laughs) It's got bad joints. Really bad joints, yeah. yeah. Okay, I so. like that rule. That's uh, It's positive. 
You're changing lives yeah, it's by life- helping I them think dance. So. It's life affirming and yeah. it's very happiness inducing. Yeah, and it kind of Endorphins. links back to my first rule because it's like if you want to be the Lord of the Dance, um, which I do, not in the <laughs> Christian sense. I think sense that of already word. is one. It's Michael Flatley. If you want people to be dancing, you've got to get yourself on the dance floor. Don't be scared. Don't ever be scared of the that dance is, floor. I think we should make some merch for that. What, Lord of the Dance? No, not <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe what I shouldn't call myself that. If you want to get people that. dancing, get up. No, what was it? If you want to... If you want everyone to dance, you've got to get out there. You've got to get you on gotta the dance floor. You've got to be the first floor. one on the D floor. Isn't there a song about the dance floor? Murder, murder on, on the, the dance, dance floor. Oh. <laughs> yeah. God, Sophie yeah, Ellis Baxter just popped in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sophie <laughs> just had her fifth child. She did, yeah. I've been following this. And I'm the youngest of five. Um, but then there was an article in the Daily Mail, did you read it, about how she's joined like the five kid club? Is there a five kid club? And then there was an article in The Guardian about how having five kids is really middle class and I felt really guilty about my upbringing because <laughs> I'm one of five children. No, doesn't Jacob Reese mogg have five children? He's got mm. seven. Mm, yeah, so he's not in the five kid club anymore. No, he got kicked out. <laughs> everyone hates him. He's in the seven kid club. Imagine being one of any of those seven children. Oh, I know. Septimus. Yeah. rest their souls. <laughs> <laughs> they are not dead. Sorry, they're not uh, dead. But, but just feel just very... blessings. So- oh. I hope they all get out of there. <laughs> alive mm. and anyway not entitled <laughs> yes rule number three is if you don't know what something means <laughs> ask but I love that okay uh, there are so many words I don't know what people are talking about and I'm not a stupid person but I'm also not actually very well read and so many times people will use a word and i'm just like i don't know what it means and instead of just then going off into like a spiral where i completely stop listening because i'm like i don't know what the word means i'm just like could you please explain this word and i think that loads of people are afraid of doing that but not me anymore that's really good because do you know what i i ask as well now Mm -hmm. and you realize you could be in a meeting and three people clearly don't know what that thing is and they just pretend to yeah and then five minutes later you're in a real muddle because <laughs> well, no, you're in a real pickle about. yeah and then then everyone's like yeah i don't really know what that yeah was. you gotta ask just just be the first do you know what this is they're all tying together nicely it's it's stick your head what's the word <laughs> your head the above the water. I don't know. i'm sorry i don't know what either of you are talking <laughs> about be a leader be a leader okay be a leader. that's my rule for life okay lead no um stand out from the crowd be your own person. Yeah. We but, should start a Pinterest. Oh, I've got <laughs> so many pins. Um, my friends actually talk about Renflections, which is oh, my... Nice. Because my name, stage name is Nicola Ren. Then I, and I come out with all sorts of crap that we call them Renflections. Um, but they're all very silly. Um, do they do they have a Twitter page? I know. Not yet, no. And the book, they will. The book coming 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would say like a good way of, of thinking about it is if you're in a classroom and you're learning about something and no one's putting their hand up, if you just, just put your hand up because if you have a question, it means that probably three other people have the same question, but they're just too afraid to ask it. So my way of living is just to always be the person that's asking, that's like, 
putting my hand up to yeah. ask the questions. The I know that sounds really pretentious, but she wants to know what it means more than she's scared of asking. I just what is going on <laughs> exactly. exactly. I just want to learn. I just want to vary my vocab and learn what other words mean. Yeah, exactly. But um, but I was thinking about it with writing as well because I was like, I, I should make a show where it's because like, I'm sure if I feel this way about certain things, then other people will. And maybe other people would be embarrassed to say how they feel about it. So if I make a show, that's like me putting my hand up in class and being like, anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah. Um, yeah. And because, you know, when you watch something and you go like, oh, my God, I do that. And I never would tell anyone. Yeah. And, someone, and you're just, then you feel so much better about yourself. Yeah. And it's great. Being open and honest. Being open, being honest. I told you that my rules for life were a little bit serious. Yeah, but I, they're very I like good. It. They're not serious. No. They're, I think they're all very positive. They're so positive. They're they're trying to live a positive life. They're positive and honest. Yeah. Do you, should I move on to my next one? Yeah, go on. All right. Basically, never be afraid of a breakup. Oh. Okay. Here's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Girls, Lady, listen. Do not be afraid to be your own woman. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All of mine actually link back to fear, don't they? Okay, don't be afraid of a breakup because if you have a relationship and you are worried about breaking up, then the relationship will suffocate and die anyway. Whereas if you are not afraid, then you will be free to be your own person and then it allows for a much happier relationship. Also, if you're thinking about breaking up with somebody and all you're ever thinking about in your relationship is a breakup, <laughs> you should probably break up with them. You should definitely break up. But yeah. also, I think people are like, so So people, the problem with breaking up is that people go, oh, but I'll be so sad or whatever. It doesn't happen. Like, you're sad for a while. It's shit. It's rubbish. You feel like crap. But then you always become a better person. And you mm. always start doing things that you would never have done if you stayed in a relationship. The other thing is like, I really don't want to hurt them. It's like you're hurting them by going out with them when you don't really want to. Yeah. So true. let them go free and then everyone's happy. Basically, there's nothing bad that can ever come from a breakup except for like a couple of months of feeling really shit. Yeah. I also think uh, maybe this is furthering it, but as in, you know, breakups can be the making of you. You can become a completely different person. I suppose mm-hmm. why people are scared of it is because ultimately they have some control over it whereas other sort of big events in your life that are quite traumatic or upsetting Mm. like somebody dying you don't really have any control over whereas a breakup you're like i can avoid that pain by just not yeah Yeah, very good point um but it will it will make you the person that you are and it will make you stronger for going through something yeah i've always been all the good things in my life that have like come from something i've done it's always been after a breakup Mm. you know like the life modeling (laughs) like traveling you do all these sort of things and then you're like oh i would never have done that if i was still i don't know if you've ever read a book called eat pray love (laughs) (laughs) it's also been made into a really great movie with julia roberts i have seen it yeah i'm getting really distracted by a fox that is prowling up there oh prowling on the bees yeah he's such a he's actually a beautiful fox it's a lovely fox foxy Fox the fuck. Did you guys have a crush on the Robin Hood Fox uh, no, cartoon? No, okay, no, that was my first. People do. That I know they do. Crush. I always used to find it quite weird mm. that boys find cartoon women sexy. Yeah, I liked um, <laughs> but the one. The guy. Was, I, I know it was, it was a thing with the fox, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think I what ever fancied anything from a cartoon. Actually, I fancied John Smith from Pocahontas. Okay, yeah, but that's understandable. <laughs> At least that's more human. 
Oh yeah, not Did an you animal. just see that fox and be like, four? <laughs> I was going to say, what's this <laughs> Wish one? Wish it had some clothes on, like, like a normal Hello, fox. Hello, <laughs> sir. Scale of one to ten. I wish it was He's wearing a little now. green hat and had a bow and arrow. And a naughty little grin. <laughs> All that grin. Basically, oh. Nicola's breaking up with everyone because they're not a fox. Yeah. I'd love that exactly. if someone asked what your type was and you were like, cheek little grin, lovely little tail, <laughs> sweet little green waistcoat, orange fur. What? <laughs> Bushy tail. Hang on. <laughs> Bushy tail only comes out at night. <laughs> there All was the day. Actually, like this one. All the day like this cheeky little boy. I did actually see a play once. Um, oh, well done. That was- <laughs> Um, that one time I did with my one friend um, which was about people falling in love with foxes and I was watching it as part of like a writing course and they were like you've got to go and see this play and then we'll all talk about it in the class the next day and everyone in the class the next day was obviously being really nice about it because we were all doing the course and I was just sitting there like I wanted to eat my arms while I was was watching this show because those foxes were not as sexy as Robin Hood how did they do the foxes? people as foxes um, they had yeah they were just like characteristic you know was like it drama school training complicated oh. for you <laughs> you were like I think what are they foxes it was really, a lot of emotion. it was really really complicated I had to do three days of therapy in a row <laughs> my uh, fox therapy my mm. grandma once was taken ill on a cruise and was oh. taken into a Greek hospital it was a few years ago and we were FaceTiming her to check that she was okay and her the one thing she said was and any of my family listening I can't do an impression proper impression of my grandma and they're going to hate this but anyway she, I spoke to her on FaceTime and I was like you okay grandma and she's like I'm just very bored and Diane's been trying to download things for me to watch on the iPad but they're taking a very long time and so we all we could find on the TV in Greece we found a, a film and it's we've been watching it for the past few hours and it's the film and Richard Gere and he falls in love with a dog <laughs> <laughs> what film so is it's that? Richard Gere and he's a dog and the dog's not very well and then he, you know, the dog's always there and then they fall in love and then the dog goes goes away and it comes back and I was like what, what is I this? laughed so hard I think it's called like Hatchy a dog story or something <laughs> but she didn't know what it was called and I remember telling this story to my friend Matt and he was like, I know exactly what that film was. It's a very, very good film. <laughs> the film where Richard Gere fell in love with a dog. Well, that's what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. Mm. Is it on Netflix? Did the dog fall in love with Richard Gere? Probably. <laughs> of course he did. The handsome How man. not? Wait, what was rule number four again before we got distracted by, distracted by the foxes? Sorry, fox. it was breakups. So, Oh yeah, don't be yeah. afraid of breaking up. Yeah. Basically, breakups will be the best thing that ever happened to you. So just do it. But unless you're in a happy unless relationship. Unless you're happy. Yeah, but, no, but the thing is, if you're in a happy relationship, then you... The fact is, you don't... Th- if you're in a happy relationship where you're not thinking about a breakup, then you don't even have to think about this question. But if you're in a relationship where you're like, mm, well, you're should I wonder if we should break up, probably best to articulate that. And yeah. then you can either decide not to do it, but you both know that you're not very happy, or you can get out of it and then figure out if you really, really want to be together, or you can get out of it and become a fucking legend. But also, I think... <laughs> Um, even just discussing it with the person that you're thinking about breaking up with or that it's on your mind proves your point that you're mm-hmm. not scared of a breakup but actually being not scared of it and going look I think I might break up with you unless yeah. we can sort this out actually might make a relationship stronger exactly yes. in the same way that breaking up with them would also make you stronger <laughs> yeah. basically just break up everyone break up right now <laughs> I'm yeah it's all about communication it's just going to make your life so much better <laughs> um but yeah, no, I think it's about it's all about talking about it and then and just not yeah, like not being afraid of it. 
That's the thing. You don't have to do it. There's nothing to be afraid of. Guys, don't be so scared. Stop being afraid of absolutely everything, Um, guys. Fear-based rules on my list. You're scared, but you're not scared. Yes, you I'm sort of a quivering fear. bag of fear this it's, it's most rule of the time. Number five. Don't be scared to be scared. <laughs> no, my well, rule number, number five, five is really it, it. Okay, I'm trying to think of how to put it into um, something that really relates to me. But basically, it's a, it's a really strong feeling I have that if you have something about you that is um, desperately irritating the person that you love, sort it out. Um, Basically, it's just my way of saying that if you snore <laughs> and you can fix it, please fix it. Because if you snore really badly and you go traveling, for example, and you stay in a hostel and you know that you snore, you're an asshole. <laughs> okay? <laughs> if your girlfriend wakes up in the middle of the night crying because of your snoring, probably go and sort it out. Okay. Is this near to your heart <laughs> it's a really basically <laughs> i just want to start an anti-snoring campaign okay okay if you it, it, it's a bigger pic the bigger picture is if there's something that you can change about yourself or work on or like say you're a, a, a person who gets really jealous of yeah. um your boyfriend's exes or whatever and you shouldn't stay in a hostel <laughs> <laughs> then you need then to go to the doctor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you should go and like talk to someone about those issues and try to work it out so that you can make the relationship better you know, snoring is just one of those things. I just I just went I went on a really long um, trip recently, and I had to stay in hostels with like twenty people for five weeks. Oh, poor me, <laughs> poor me on my holiday. Uh, but and then I was just like, and then people would be like, "Yeah, sorry, mate, I'm actually a really bad snorer." And you're like, "Well, why didn't you get a private room? Because you're not even going to keep me up." And then you they wake up in the morning and they're like. Yeah, they're refreshed. Morning! Yeah. And you're like, thank you so much for the three hours of sleep that I had. Oh, snor- snoring it just, is just so really a rule for life, though, is it? It's a rule. It is a rule. You said if you've got the main the main rule before it's specified to snoring. That was just me really angry. <laughs> Don't angry snore. with a bunch of people. Do you want to name names? Definitely Australian. The overarching rule is if you, if you have an issue that needs sorting that annoys someone you love sort yeah. it out or, or if it... it's like destroy if it's like damaging any any element of your life you know take responsibility for it and go and sort it out yeah brexit <laughs> fucking teresa. sort it out mate get teresa. out of the eu teresa it's ruining everyone's life who you love <laughs> and your country and your people and your government <laughs> yeah although actually now having said never be afraid of a breakup i don't that doesn't apply to Not... brexit uh, not yeah, with the EU. We want to stay together in a loving, harmonious relationship. Yeah, but what all that needed to no happen was a conversation where we were like, we're thinking about leaving. Yes. Um, what can we do? But actually, so exa- that's an example of where my rule just didn't work. David Cameron did not look inside himself at his real problems. Mm. He ruined the relationship with the rest of the country. Yeah. And his attraction to pigs. <laughs> and, and possibly foxes. Foxes. We've never foxes. Possibly foxes. And, you know, discuss that. <laughs> maybe he wasn't getting enough sleep because his wife snores. It's all Sam's fault. Exactly. Oh, you've got to the root of the problem. Mm. We'll just get her some of those nose patches and everything will be fine. Is that how you do it? Just no. Nose I don't know. No, not. sometimes you need, like, you need surgery. <laughs> um, my, my cousin had surgery. She had grommets put in. Because, do you know what? I realised I had this a very 
uh, close encounter with snoring in my youth, uh, where I used to go on caravan holidays every mm-hmm. summer with my grandma and granddad and my two cousins at the time. We've got more now. Um, <laughs> and I used to always share a room with Samantha, uh, who is my Samantha cousin. Cameron. No, Samantha Cameron, <laughs> Sam Cam. And um, she used to snore so badly that I would leave the bedroom and sleep in the hallway of the caravan. And people, like in the morning, my grandparents would have to come and wake me up and go get off the floor mm. uh, you yeah. see it re- you know it really now, but your to you, cousin wait sam was she your cousin or sister yeah, sam can yeah sam cousin. <laughs> she saw close out. family friend she did well she had to have an operation because it was an issue what do they do then take your bone out or something well oh, i have no idea because I, I, like i said i was quite young when this happened but she had grommets put in and what so i thought ears. that was was literally like wallace and grommet they put like a grommet shaped <laughs> something in your ear they go in your ear i think or, or maybe up your dog. nose or a little just a little doggy just up a there. little thing Okay, and I don't think she snores anymore. But we haven't been on a caravan holiday since, <laughs> so I'm not entirely sure. Mm. I have to get back to you. Yeah, I just think you're you gotta sort it out. You got you gotta sort that snoring out. If you're guys. affecting other people, fix yourself. Mm. But if or, but you know if someone says to you like this is really upsetting to me, and you're like okay, and then you continue to do it when you could do something about it. At least like. Tr- at least like make a movement towards doing something about it so that the other person feels like they've been heard and yes listened to yes communication it's all about communication rule number sure, one yeah. <laughs> wait rule number on. six. Sorry, are we going back to rule number one now? but i don't yeah rule number one communicate finish um, and a rule <laughs> that's i guess that's a more that's probably my most serious rule you know my most uh, oh, don't these, are, these are all very important and good I can tell that you implement them in your life because you seem like a pretty positive kind of girl and Thanks. I'd say it's because you do live by all these rules and you make them happen and it's she doesn't snore I don't snore anymore she doesn't snore anymore because I broke anymore. up with someone who snored but how do you know that you don't snore good um, well I'm actually worried that I have been snoring because I wake up with a sore throat at the moment every day mm-hmm. but I think you ask people or record listen, yourself. I'm not talking about like everyone snores when they're a bit ill or a bit drunk. Mm. But most people, you can be like, just can you just turn over? But if it's yeah, chronic, yeah. Um, but when it's like, <laughs> um, uh, every night, all night, any angle, um, all the time, and you're not sleeping at all, and yes, you need to probably go to see a doctor. Yeah, mm. probably book that in. My bro- I used to share a bedroom with my twin brothers who are quite a bit younger than me they used to snore no matter how much mm. you move them around uh, on holiday once we were all I was in the same room as my brothers and my dad and all of them were snoring oh, and I managed to like, wake my brothers up to stop them snoring but my dad you'd go dad you're snoring and even in the deepest sleep he'd just go sorry and then snore <laughs> yeah that's great that's like so that good. is someone who has like, years of abuse yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. snoring sorry <laughs> but it's really handy because I wish my brothers could do that I used to get so angry mm-hmm. on family holidays when you'd have to share a room because both my mum and dad would snore oh, and I would God. literally want to kill someone it's just the worst because yeah. of the rhythm of it and oh. if you're like I'm a really light sleeper so yeah yeah same and you're waiting for it you're like waiting for that next snore and then you think it's stopped and then it comes again yeah. I've never said so many dark things than I said to my ex-boyfriend while he was fast asleep snoring <laughs> it was like 3 a.m and I'd be like, fucking hell, I just want to chop your fucking face off. <laughs> and then he'd wake up and be like, morning. And I'd be like, hi. <laughs> I love you. Did you say something in the night? <laughs> no, babe. Say <laughs> Yeah, but I would like full on sort of like whack him as well. Yeah. We're not you together can't be anymore. Helped. Never be afraid of a breakup. Never guys, be afraid of a breakup. I'm getting so much better sleep. <laughs> um, exactly. 
exactly. And Maybe that's why you're in such a good way. <laughs> that's a not that's that's a side rule as well. Just get enough sleep, basically. Mm. Yeah, lo- that's going, a lovely rule to, to in theory, but in practice, that is well, not yeah. possible. Yeah, good luck, guys. Also, good luck my toddler snores. That's started early. Just have a little word with him. Yeah, yeah. Just and tap just be him like, on the "You're shoulder. an asshole." Yeah, just be like, <laughs> "You need to look, sort it out." You are someone I love, and you are ruining my life. <laughs> Why have you not booked sort a doctor's appointment? It out. Get yeah. some grommets in there. <laughs> ASAP. Some grommets. I mean, that's a really lovely bunch of rules. They are lovely. Thanks. Well done. I, uh, thanks for sharing. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I love pleasure to share. Treasure. I love to share the rules. But they, I hope that they are not too pretentious. I think they they make my life better. That's good. I That's good. think they are very meaningful. And I look forward to seeing them on your blog. <laughs> on your Slash blog. in your book. I oh, thank you. What are they Reflections. called? Reflections. Um, coming 2020 mm. <laughs> uh, by Nicola Rank. Lovely. Thank you. Thank, thank you so, so much thank you for so much. coming out and, and making us all My feel pleasure. really bad about our lives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like we should be doing a lot more. And thank everybody you so much. everybody can go and see Nicola's show uh in Edinburgh. Yes. Oh yeah, Martin. Well, although the title might have changed by that point. Uh, Working title Martin. Mm. But Nicola Rand's show, guys, it's coming. Time and place and date. And it features all the things I'm really scared of saying. So, ooh, isn't that ooh, exciting? Like, she's confronting like her fears. Naughty words like shit and fart. <laughs> yeah, so scared of their farts. I don't know why fart. <laughs> Actually, it's a one-hour show about my love of Robin Hood the Fox. Oh, I'm, I'm there for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Finding cartoon characters sexually attractive. Yeah. Coming next year. <laughs> yeah. exactly. all right. I'm going to cool. go and get a waffle. That was Nicola's Rules for Life. Yeah, weren't they great? Very educational. We will, you know, see you all as the first people on the dance floor, which is one of her rules. Yeah, it's a lovely rule, that. We'll see you all there. Yeah, setting uh, the trend. With Nicola starting it off, hopefully. Yeah, we're just, we're we're just going to bring her to every party now, just yeah. to start the dancing. Yeah. That's a fair, fair thing to do. Good person to have there. Um, so next week, we're going to be joined by... Antonio. Antonio Akil. Who is about to be, well, no, he's already been in it. Yeah, he's but been in about it. It's been released. Acting. Eaten by Lions. Yes, on and a wide cinema release in the UK, um, starring Johnny Vegas and others. And Jack Carroll. And Jack Carroll and Asim Chowdhury. Yes. Um, uh, but most importantly, most importantly, Antonio, Antonio. himself. <laughs> um, and he's such a lovely, funny, brilliant guy. So um, you should definitely listen because. You You'll have a right, right fun time. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. Yeah, you'll have a right a listen. Right, uh, you'll yes. have a good time. Yeah. That's all we're saying. Um, so please, please do all the usuals. Liking, subscribing, sharing. Yes. Telling your mum. Telling mom. everyone. My dad um, called me up this week to tell me that he was in love with my boyfriend after listening to his podcast. Right. And said, uh, he keeps telling me to give him five stars, but I don't know how to do it. Brilliant. So I'm going to give you a little tutorial <laughs> on how to do five stars. You just go onto our podcast on Apple Podcasts and there's some empty stars there. Fill them. Fill them up. Poke them all with your finger. Well, poke the fifth one because if you only poke the first one, we'll only get you're one. giving us one star. Yeah, you don't bastards. do that. Don't do that. And uh, Best Dad will maybe finally listen to our <laughs> podcast and tell us how much he loves us. Yes, fingers Probably crossed. Probably not. No. All right. I love you, Dad. Bye. Bye. <laughs>